Hey everybody, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into this episode of the Nerdcast. If you'd like to stay up to date on all things Nerdcast, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Nerdcast one If you'd like to inquire about influencing or joining the discussion, you can send us a message on any of our social media or an email at jrbnerdcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Let's get into it. going on everybody uh it's your boy uh jr back in the studio today and i got two of my uh, best friends with me my favorite person in the world whose name is tanner i don't know that many tanners but you're my favorite tanner that's uh, fair he has never been on the podcast so this is the first time for him so uh go ahead and um, pause the podcast right now give him a round of applause uh, and then when you come back you can do the same thing for your boy sean who's been on uh, i think three or four times i think so so it. um uh, Sean, we got Segan back in the studio today. Uh, guys, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Athendel, right? I believe so. It's a good subject. Talking about Athendel. So, um, listeners, you guys all know Athendel is the uh, fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons fantasy world that I myself created. Uh, and Tanner and Sean both play characters in that world. So, what we want to talk about today. Um, and you guys heard us allude to it before Sean and I and Nick on one episode we kind of talked about um, a character tears whose name is uh, is Thorin or was Thorin uh, Thorin is no more um, I it's... killed him <laughs> it sounds morbid when you say it like that uh, but in all honesty um, I'd prefer to use the word murdered him but you know it, it, killed, it, it wasn't me that did it brutally uh, slaughtered i mean i was the one controlling the guy who did it but that's beside the point point. and they say players are murder hobos <laughs> you know that that's very fair um but uh so today we've got the man the myth the legend um thorin himself in the flesh in studio with us to kind of talk about what it's like to go from playing this character that you poured so much into uh, to having to completely restart. So, um, Tanner, I don't have any specific questions that I want to ask you. I just want to start this discussion and see what happens, see what see what kind of discussion we can get within an hour's time. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not even sure where to start. Thorin, he, he was a mountain dwarf, and I've always played dwarves with Dungeons & Dragons. My first D&D experience was 3rd edition, then graduated from 3.5 and so forth. And I started, oh gosh, gonna sound old. I was 12, I think, or 11 when I first started. Is he going to sound old? Yes. I mean, he is the second him. oldest person in this room. Yes, but still. I, I still look beautiful. <laughs> Well, I've always gravitated towards dwarves because of basically just how awesome they are. And I like playing a character that's out there, loud, obnoxious type deal. 
loves ale and drink and all that other good and stuff. And frankly, he does this really well. I, it's it's astonishing. You you do you play dwarves really well. Um, I was gonna make a joke when you said I like to play somebody who's out there and loud and obnoxious. I was gonna go so you like to be yourself, uh, but I thought that was kind of mean to be your first time on the podcast to say something like that. Well, this was fun. I'll uh, see you guys. <laughs> Well, um, Tanner, I have had the um, I've had the privilege of playing in a couple of different campaigns with you. Um, That's right, we did play another one together. Yeah, and, and I've had the privilege of being a player in your uh, All Flesh campaign, which <laughs> is is kind of on the back burner right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not for lack of wanting to, because I think all of us have a desire to play that game. Uh, it's just you know we just being, like Star Wars and D anD D better. <laughs> yeah, like. We, we like playing characters that aren't ourselves more than we like playing ourselves. Although, personally, uh, I would love to play some more All Flesh and be like me. I think it'd be really cool. Um, but uh, I don't think the lack of All Flesh is for a lack of desire. I think it's just because we're all adults and adulting gets in the way. That's fair. Uh, and we've got two campaigns that are like solid, you know, we've got an overarching theme. We know where we're going. We know what we're doing. Um, but as far as like, as far as like your experience, uh, in Athendel so far between your two characters, why don't you talk about a little bit about what it's like, uh, and then Sean, you can ship in too, because I know you've got some opinions on Athendel and you actually got to put your personal stamp on Athendel recently, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit, but, uh, sorry, I got a burp. Oh, acid reflux, you know, being an adult or whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tanner, why don't you tell us just a little bit about uh, your experience in Athendel from these two different perspectives? I really like Athendel. It's I've never read your books, by the way. I'd like to. But I've never read the books. It's an interesting world. I like how the Lost Woods story, I like how all that is. And I really love the Dwarven Kingdom that you created. Another reason why I made <laughs> Thorin and... Uh, you saw it. I had like maybe a page worth of backstory just for Thorin mm-hmm. and uh, had all this stuff for him. And I worked too hard on it, I believe, considering the outcome for it. And I know for a fact, there was probably more time than any of us spent. I spent quite a bit of time on mine. Yeah. I, I've made in my D&D quote unquote career, probably 12 different dwarves. Thorn is the one I work the most hard on because I'm like, hey, this is going to be a game in a world that's amazing and we're going to be playing in it for years and years to come. So I was just like, I'm going to do the best job I can with him. And then he gets killed. (laughs) (laughs) You see, that's that's humbling for me, like. It makes me feel terrible, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I can't control how the dice roll. I can't control yeah. player well, decisions. Like, there were several things that even oh Nick gosh, said yeah. after that session. Nick was like, man, if I'd have done this differently, yeah. Thorin would still be alive. Everybody like, I, was saying that. If I could have just rolled better that night, I was horrible. Yeah. Well, y'all saw them. I don't know if you remember them or not. I sure don't, but I know they were making, I was making really bad rolls. Yeah. It, really it was, horrible rolls. It was a rough night all the way around. I didn't bust 12 that night. On, in that battle, I did not bust over 12. I don't think I busted 12, like, all night. <laughs> and on the flip side of that, I don't think I rolled in that attack sequence. I don't think I rolled less than a 16. 
Like that's wow. that's what's crazy. To yeah, me. I mean, DMs get to use loaded dice, guys. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> it Dis- feels that way sometimes. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. It's not true. I just uh, like saying we, that we suspect they run a lot of my plans. <laughs> uh, I think even Nick would probably um, admit to the. Well, maybe Nick wouldn't admit to this, but uh, I can personally admit, and Tanner, you probably can as well. That there are times that, like, behind the screen, we fudge the dice. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, definitely. You kind of have to almost, yeah. really. Like, now that I, you know, I, I think about it. Because there's going to be some times where it's like, well, this really needs to go this way. But then they're like, now we're yeah. just wrecking it. And yeah. it's like, uh, yeah. nope. For sure. Like, I, I know, speaking from personal experience, there have been times that I've rolled a natural 20 and been like, oh, that that's a four. Like, oh, it misses. <laughs> you know, just because, like, in, in that same situation with, like, Thorin. If I had rolled a natural 20 mm-hmm. two rolls earlier, then, you know, Ellerin might have died or somebody yeah. else might have died. And so for me, it was like, man, I've killed one player tonight. I got to start fudging some rolls because I'm rolling really well. Like, uh, and, and I don't want you guys to think that DMs are just liars or bad people because we fudge rolls. But like, I think even even up like the highest. Of I'm sure even DMs, Matt Mercer yeah, does like, it a few times. I they mean, make DM screens for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's. I think, uh, you know, all DMs, at least speaking personally, uh, I have a clear direction of where I want the campaign to go. Mm-hmm. And so when <laughs> when the dice uh, kind of ignore my uh, my goal for a certain session, there are times that I'll be like. Oh, no no that doesn't happen it never i never fudge y'all's rolls like if you roll whatever you roll that's what happens but like if an enemy is attacking or an enemy is rolling a stealth check or something then i might fudge it one way or the other just to you know just to ensure that and i I only do it for story elements too yeah like that's the thing is like uh like last week um or not last week last time we played athendel uh, there, there was a thief that came up to your caravan in the middle of the night. <laughs> when I rolled that stealth check, it was a natural 20. But I was like, I really need this guy to get caught. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, he rolls like a 12. And so Nick could catch him. you know, And it's stuff like that that uh, I only do it for story elements. But Sean, you're going to learn that <laughs> shortly. Uh, Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you got going on later this evening? Oh, I'm super nervous about this. My first uh, one shot. That takes place in Athendale, and Josh is going to be get to be excited and uh, play in his own world, so I'm kind of excited for him. And hopefully Tanner doesn't die like I'm almost predicting. <laughs> I already have plans for another character that I really hope I don't have to create, because really, I'm really liking Nasir. I didn't think I would at first, but after the first, I don't know, three sessions we've played with him and I've, I've played as him. I'm like, Hey, this guy's pretty good. I mean, he only works on Tuesdays. Come on. <laughs> he only works on Tuesdays. Well, just remember, we already have one thing trying to destroy the world. Yeah. There's a chance of unleashing something else. That's very true. That scares me a little. That's, um, that's neither here nor there for this discussion. <laughs> uh, but, in the overarching theme of Athendel, yes, there is something that, if it is released, it will destroy the world. And in, I know personally, because me and Sean have talked about it, um, tonight could potentially turn the tide of the regular campaign. Potentially. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. And what's really cool is 
now I get to be a player in this world, um, which is awesome to me. Because, I'm looking like, forward to playing again with you because when I don't know how it worked out, but the last D and D campaign we played together and we were characters, we were like this. Well, they yeah. can't see me. I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> we were like this. Yeah, we and our, our characters were uh, extremely close, which was weird because one of the other players. My character and one of the other players' uh, characters were brothers. Yeah, <laughs> but my character was closer to Tanner's character than yeah. it was to my own brother. It, it, it was. It, it just happened that way. We only played that campaign what like five sessions, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. 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 Then I, I we, don't even know if it was that much. Yeah. Then we had to stop because, well, yeah, reasons. Yeah, reasons. Yes. Well, and part of it was um, two of the players moved to Conway for college. Which, yeah. Which you know, is understandable. But. That sucks, you know. But we we tried it a couple of times after that through like Skype and Roll Twenty, and it, mm-hmm. it just didn't work it, out. Yeah, it just. I mean, Roll Twenty is great if you don't have a physical group to go to. No. Yeah. Uh, if if you can play with a physical group, I highly recommend doing it over playing online. Oh, that's the best thing ever. But you know, if if you want to play D anD D and don't have a group, play online because you know playing playing online is better than not playing at all. Yeah. Or, shameless plug, go to the Rogue's Den. They have game nights there, and they have people come playing D&D, Magic Gathering, and everything else. Yeah. They post all the time. And I know um, most of our listeners are probably in the Northwest Arkansas area, if I had to guess, because that's the only place that I've, you know... Let's be real. All four of them are in Harrison. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably right. Uh, And three of them are in this room. (laughs) But I know... (laughs) But I know... Uh, I know that there's places like in Kansas City, Nick is going uh, up to mm. a store called Level One Game Shop. Um, he's going up on Tuesday to play in an X-Wing tournament. They have D&D nights and Matt goes all the time. Uh, they've There's a place in Springfield called Metagames that has mm-hmm. D&D nights that, like all the time. So, I mean, if you live in a bigger city or like within driving distance of a bigger city, there's going to be people that play yeah. D&D. You know, j- just straight up, like it's that popular. Um, you just have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone and go talk to strangers. That's oh, yeah. basically that's what it boils down to. I mean, what's the worst going to happen? You just basically told strangers off the entire game, right? You're never going to yeah. see them again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, Tanner, we've we've talked a little bit about um, Thorin. We got a little bit of background from Thorin. We got um, your experience the. Uh, from the dice standpoint, the night that he died, I want to know, and I don't want to make you cry. So if this is going to make you cry, then we'll, then we'll skip it. <clears throat> I'm good. Uh, <laughs> you big baby. Um, I want to know from like an emotional standpoint, um, that was an emotional <laughs> night for all of us, I feel like. Uh, and um, me and you, you stayed at my house like 45 minutes after everybody else that night. And we yeah. just like talked about it. Uh, and I pretty much told you that night, I was like, look, here's the deal. Uh, I'm not bringing Thorin back. I didn't say that straight up to you, I, I but died. I beat around the bush and I was like, Thorin's not coming back. I died a little on the inside. Because <laughs> like, um, here's one thing that uh, I think is really important for people to understand playing D&D is like death is a totally normal thing like yeah. in D&D and in the real world. And in the real world, when you lose somebody you love, you can't bring them back unfortunately you have to learn to move on and yeah. so yes there are means of resurrection in D, mm-hmm. but uh personally for me as a dm when somebody dies if there's no 
if there's no proper story element to bring those people back, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to do it. You know, um, so talk to us a little bit about the emotional side of losing Thor in that night. Well, basically, it sucked like so much. I uh, I want to make this clear. I wasn't mad at you or nothing. I wasn't mad at any of the other players, characters, yes, but <laughs> not players because we just recently leveled up before that battle. And we all forgot stuff that we gained from that last level mm-hmm. up that we could have done that would have helped out the situation and Thorin. But we just came back, I don't know, I think we took like a week or two break before that battle. So, but... And we were out for a fight. Yeah. I'll be honest, we were out for a fight. Well, yeah. yeah, and that's another thing that, <laughs> like, I feel like for me as a from a DM standpoint, when I take a step back and I look in the mirror of the game that I've been able to run, the game I've been able to create, uh, you know, from the perspective of me looking at it, I'm very proud. But when I take a step back and look in the mirror and look at the big picture of everything, I'm like, man, we don't do a whole lot of combat. Like our game is very, very RP heavy. Like yeah. we do a lot of exposition. Uh, and then there might be, you know, one battle every two weeks or every three weeks. Mm-hmm. And so it just happened to come at a point when it was like we hadn't had a battle yeah. for three weeks. I think that's partly because we have a our group. We're we really like RP. Oh yeah. I mean don't don't get us wrong. We love combat, but there was a a phase there for like two weeks or three weeks. We just did RP. Then we get into a battle. I feel like it was just us just sitting around BSing for like four hours. Is really what it is because we just probably. get together and we just probably. talk. And yeah. Just, And I feel like, uh, and this is not a knock on Jason at all. I think since we brought Jason into the two groups, Jason is kind of like a stress reliever because Jason and his characters are built that way. His characters are built to like, like take the stress out of a room. Like when it's a stressful situation, his, his characters will just say something like so stupid. And you're like, what? And part of you is like, Jason, why would you say that? And then you're like, wait a minute. No, Junior would say that. that, that that's <laughs> not Jason. That's Junior. Like ju- that's, Junior that's would say Junior that. or Corbin Dallas. I mean Corbin. <laughs> the frog stick. Yeah, yeah the, the frog stick. What is up with that thing? Nasir really hates that thing because all he thinks is it's a dead frog tied to a broken limb or stick. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially all it is. It's just yeah. enchanted. It, yeah, just if we're enchanted. being honest, it's, it's fool's magic, man. Yeah. It's fool's magic. Well, Nasir hasn't seen the frog stick work. Right, because he yes. was asleep the last time yeah. he turned somebody into a tortoise. Yeah, he, he was he was drunk, I think. I'm pretty sure he was drunk. Yeah. He's most of the time drunk. I think I got you drunk that night. <laughs> he he's either Yeah, you Yeah, Segan did get Nasir drunk. That's right. Yeah. He he's either drunk or looking for women or wanting gold or wanting more gold. Uh yeah, I think it's I think it's imperative right now that we express this is not Tanner that we're talking about. No, no. Tanner is not an alcoholic womanizer that likes money. I uh, do like money. Though. Nasir <laughs> is an alcoholic womanizer that likes money. I mean... <laughs> I'm a teddy bear. We are in no way condoning <laughs> that course of action. No, uh, I, not I, at all. It's in-game. It, that's all it is. In-game. We yeah. don't... No. 21 means 21, folks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I think um, I think we do a great job of, of role-playing characters that... Mm are similar to our personalities but have things that are like oh we would never say that. now the, <laughs> no, the comic no, relief several. i put into thorin and the seer is from tanner oh yeah for sure but 
all the other elements with Thorin, the hero type, because, I mean, come on, who doesn't want to be a hero? Sure. I modeled that after him. And Nasir, I was just like, how am I going to... It took me two weeks to create him after Thorin, and I didn't even create him till I got here for the next session completely. <laughs> yeah. And I had you help me. Yeah. And yeah, I remember that. I just made him totally opposite because I've never played an elf before at all in D&D or a ranger. I've always played a dwarf fighter or paladin or something like that. Wait, he's a ranger? What? No, he's uh, a rogue. You said rogue. ranger, but oh, he's a rogue. Oh, my bad. He's, like, he's a rogue. I could have sworn this year was a rogue. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a rogue. He's, he's a rogue, my bad. I'm he's thinking... Dirty little sticky hands yeah, thief I'm, is what he is. I don't know why I was thinking ranger. Probably because I was going to say I've played dwarf rangers and paladins and fighters. I have played a gnome once, or twice. Dang old in, gnomes. Yeah, in Pathfinder, which was mm. interesting. He was actually an underwear gnome. Yeah. <laughs> gnome. Yep. I love that. Uh, so, I know... I don't remember all the details, because that was before we recorded sessions. And, by the way, I'm sorry that we haven't been recording sessions. It's been crazy. We've had to play in my living room because the game room is so nasty then i was on call uh one week for work and so we had to play at my parents house so we hopefully we'll be able to get mike set up tonight before we play and get a session recorded we are going to do our best adulting folks yeah don't blame us blame adulthood (laughs) don't do it it's a trap so um uh i know i don't remember all the details but i i do remember um basically every character in the party got to have a moment with thorin Oh, that was bad. At the end of the night. Uh, I don't remember how everybody's went. I remember Tradix. I remember Tradix's because me and Hunter have talked about it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, and, and if you don't remember, that's fine. But kind of walk us through um, what it was like having those final words with people. Having the, uh, like, what's the word? Having the opportunity to be able to do that after dying in mm-hmm. battle you got the opportunity to come back and say something. To yeah. Uh, after Thorne died, he came back in spirit form from your good graces and had a little moment with each character. And the ones that like were tugging on my manly tear strings was Tradex, who was played by my cousin Hunter, who's really not a cousin. He's more like a big brother and Sean, because when they started tearing up, I'm like, keep it together, Tanner, keep it together. <clears throat> you got this. Yeah, like, I cry. What's it? What's it to you? <laughs> yeah, well, it was a very manly, you know, tear shed. Oh, sure. You know, sure. and it was more like, it was more welling up than actual crying anyway. And that was rough to see, to see my cousin, who's more like a brother to me over there, just welling up <clears throat> and seeing Sean. I'm sick. I'm not crying. I promise. <laughs> I'm here, Man. folks. He's crying. That's he, about to say. No, no, I'm not sure. Don't let him lie to you. He, he's crying. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Sean, who I've, I haven't known Sean that long, but me and him, we've become, we're fam. We, we've become very close. You're like that cousin four times removed. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, was, that that's was mean. And it's not even your cousin. We just found you down by the docks. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The backhand yeah, he's, he's not a <laughs> Backhanded compliment. But it, it, it was really, one. yeah, it, it was really <clears> tough <throat> for those two especially. And 
the conversation between me and Elrim was a little took out of context by me because when Elrim said, I uh, forget exactly how Nick worded it. He said, bring you, I will bring you back or something other like that. No, he asked me how it was there. And I said, it sucked. Bring me back. <laughs> yeah. Or, I, I forget. Exa- if Nick, Nick That's I wish literally almost back. verbatim what he <laughs> said. It, it was awesome. It was something what, like what's that. It like, it sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. It sucks, man. Bring me back. Because I was hope at that point I was hoping there was still a chance for Thorin to be resurrected somehow. Because you you can do that in D and D most of the time in bigger cities. Not with, at level four. No, not at level yeah, four. Unfortunately, not at level yeah. four. Well, most of the time, bigger cities you can like pay a thousand gold and get resurrected and stuff like that. There's tons of literature on it. But anyway, not at that level and not at where we were in the world of mm-hmm. Athendel at that time. It was just not possible. Then we learned about a wand that could possibly bring Thorn back, which was totally out of our reach at that level and will probably forever be out of our reach. The cool thing, but though, it was tough about the wand is, uh, which you can look it up in the uh, the DMG, anybody who wants to, uh, or you can just Google the Wand of Resurrection or the Resurrection mm-hmm. Wand. I can't remember which it is. I think it's Wand of Resurrection. But it's really cool because like it, it's literally just the resurrection spell in a wand, and mm-hmm. anybody who can use a wand can use it, which is awesome. The problem, though, is that it has to be done within a certain amount of time. Yeah. And so when uh, when Elrim went to the temple and he found out about the resurrection wand or the wand of resurrection whichever it is he um he was like oh we got to find this thing but then you guys learned that it was like 2 weeks journey away from you mm-hmm. uh, or the the last known location was 2 weeks journey away from you so you might travel 2 weeks and it not even be there and then have to travel another 2 weeks somewhere else mm-hmm. and the i think the time limit's like 3 days yeah, something I, like that. I I don't know that. Short I don't know that for sure, but it, it was it was less than the amount of time it would have taken you to get to the last known location, which would have been a pointless journey for you guys to make anyway. Yeah, by that time, Thorn would have been all corpsified and rotten, and no, we didn't try selling our souls. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. You didn't. You, uh, it's too late now. Uh, it's too late now. <laughs> you could have, but you didn't. Uh, and it it has unfortunately it's been. I mean, if you sold your soul to some deity, you could bring him back. Yeah. I'll just tell you straight up at this point. If you sold your soul to some deity, you could bring Thorin back. But I, I, thought, I thought really hard I mean, I'll be honest. That. There's several people in the game I want to kill, and I'll sell their soul. <laughs> I mean, they'll be unconscious Why did we not think of that? We could have gone. Moment's gone. <laughs> yep. It's, I mean, you you could do it. You could feasibly do it. The, the problem then becomes... And this is an element that I stole from Matt Mercer. I don't know if it's in any of the spells or anything that's used to bring people back, but this is an element that I took from Matt Mercer when uh, when Percival died in their first campaign. Uh, and that is the only way that that player or that character can come back is after all of the things are done correctly if that character's spirit is willing to come back. Yeah. Uh, and so the way that I would do it is the same as that. Like... You could cast this spell, you could do all these things, you could sell your soul, but ultimately the decision is Thorin's. So if Thorin is happy with his wife in purgatory, essentially is where he's at, is he going to leave her to come back to fight a war that's not even his? 
regret writing that in the story now. <laughs> in I backstory. feel like he, he wouldn't come back. No, see, Tanner, I thought really hard about all that. Tanner wanted him to come back, but Thorin, for... Tanner needs to stop being selfish. Thorin yeah. has to be happy. <laughs> Thorin lost his betrothed in battle, and there's a whole story for it. I can post it on the Facebook Nerdcast if y'all want, but... He lost his betrothed in battle, love of his life, and died right in front of him. So when he died, she appeared to him, and he went with her to be happy in what the dwarf heaven. She basically, uh, kind of like a guardian angel, just yeah. kind of guided him into the afterlife, which mm-hmm. um, was an element that I just kind of thought of on the spot, and I was like, oh. it was a nice element too. Like, oh yeah, he's got a wife. Uh, and so we kind of threw that in to kind of make it make the decision a little tougher <laughs> for you, Tanner. It, it was hard, but um, Thorin, it was really hard for Tanner, but Thorin wanted to go and he did. And I think that ultimately, I think that was the right decision because, mm-hmm. you know, me and you had talked about how, cause, and I don't know if every DM does this, but personally, I have every character death planned. Like, I know how all of you guys are going to die, if you die. Uh, I know at least how I want it to happen. And Spoiler for, alert. For, for Thorin, <laughs> I wanted it to happen. To be fair, he's been upfront about us all dying know. from the beginning. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, it's like, I mean, it's like Rogue One. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's a prequel to a book that you're not characters in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to have to die yeah. at some point. Um, I was just hoping it would be a much, much later for Thorin. Well, yeah, and see, that's the thing. Me and you had talked about that, and we were like, you know, Thorin is going to die in a blaze of glory, sacrificing himself for everybody else. And And he did. In a sense, that's kind of how it happened. He Mm. wasn't willingly sacrificing himself for everybody. He wasn't knowingly. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. He was willingly putting himself in harm's way. He wasn't knowingly sacrificing himself for everybody. During the battle, he was after the big boss dude, the, the leader of that raiding party or whatever it was. And I don't even remember. There was like... 10 or 12 minions that he had Mm -hmm. that everybody else was fighting and Thorin was focusing on him because at that point in time Thorin was like a medium tank and Segan was the bigger tank but he was occupied elsewhere so Thorin stepped up as the hero he is. I a lot of good stealth checks. Yeah. (laughs) But I couldn't have hit nothing. Pretty good for Goliath. I'm like wow. Rolled well to stealth but then rolled Um, poorly to attack. Like I'm like ooh blade of grass gone. It's Pretty like much. A, it's like a, what my basketball coach used to say to me is a hundred dollar move with a ten cent finish. Exactly. Is, is a hundred dollar sneak with a ten cent attack. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I think you know that whole battle sequence was it, it was it it wasn't supposed to be the way. Now I'll just tell you straight up the way that Thorin was supposed to die. Uh, there was going to be a battle between. An orc army. I've kind of figured it was going to go that way because um, of this backstory. So in Thorin's backstory, um, the person that killed his betrothed was uh, an orc leader, like the the leader of a, an orc clan or orc army or yeah. something like that. I don't remember exactly. Um, but my plan for Thorin was to encounter this orc avenge his wife's death and then like as he's killing this orc get stabbed or like 
you know, just something something of that nature. Basically how Thorne died in The Hobbit type deal, you know. Sort of, yeah. yeah. And it was going to be, it was going to be really awesome. Um, and it was actually, we were going to start Thorin's arc next. Like, yeah, we talked about that the week before this happened. Because <laughs> um, Tradix's arc was the first one that we did. Mm-hmm. With, you know, the power trip with the, the diaries and all that, which we're still kind of in. We just have to, I have to find a way to shift it to somebody else because Tradix has decided to leave. Um so Tradix's arc was first, and then I was going to go to Thorin's arc. And the reason for that was not because, uh, well, the reason that I did Tradix's arc first is because I knew, I know Hunter as a person. Yeah. And so I know that Hunter is only going to hang out as long as his character is relevant. Uh, and so I tried to do Hunter's arc first so that we could keep Hunter as long as possible. And then I was like, you know what? I think Nick is pretty secure. Nick's going to stay no matter what. I think yeah. Sean's going to stay no matter what. I think Jacob's going to stay as long as he can, no matter what. And I was like, I feel like everybody else is pretty secure. And the one that I have the most information for is Thorin. Mm-hmm. Like, so my next arc is Thorin, hundred yeah. percent. And I mean, it was going to happen like in two weeks after that. And then yeah. roll the dice. and We no longer have Thorin and plans have to change. And now we're on Segan's arc. Yeah. You know, which I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Segan's arc here. It's it's really interesting. You're gonna love tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think um uh and another thing, and I'm not trying to be like Matt Mercer in Critical Role because like, you know, everybody just be yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um do your own thing. You know, take tips from people but do your own thing. Um uh, but for me, everybody's gonna have a an arc but then everybody's going to have like mini arcs inside of other people's arcs. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to interlap at some point. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, like with Tradix's arc at the beginning. It's kind of an arc we can't ignore. Yeah. Like at Tradix's arc in the beginning, the first like 10 episodes where he's wrestling with his power trip, you know, Segan is also having an arc in that time where he's growing as a character from this point of like not really trusting himself around anybody to you know, finding this group of people that especially, love him and want yeah, him to be a part of the group. Especially and, now since Thorin died. Yeah. Because him and Thorin had like a big brother, little brother, hate relationship, love thing going on. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting to, to do all of that uh, because, you know, like the, the overarching theme of everything stays the same yeah. from session one to session x whenever we quit but we have to find a way to fit everybody's character growth inside of that yeah but at the same time you have to have like if this section of episodes is focusing on segan okay well nasir is not just going to stay stagnant the whole time you know what i mean like as a person nasir is going to grow and change so how can i throw elements in there that make nasir kind of click and grow and change which is what I've tried to do, <laughs> and I don't know exactly where it's going, but with the Duchess from uh, yeah. from Sayoc Valley. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, right now, I mean, we're we're um, we're just kicking off Segan's arc, and yeah. it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a doozy. Oh, for sure, yeah. and that's and that's why I wanted to do a one shot within your realm because it adds another crazy like spin off for everybody to mm-hmm. have their own kind of sort of arc within. You know, the, the world also, I mean, it, instead of just shooting off to another realm, it's like, mm, no, let's keep it here, you know? Yeah. And I feel like 
Segan and Nasir since they got drunk together. They're they're pretty <laughs> they're pretty close pals now. I was or drinking buzzing. Buddies. You were drunk. Well, that's fair. You are Goliath. You're over there putting down tankards while I'm just doing pints. No, I stopped drinking. I just kept passing them to you, and you just couldn't see that I was passing them to you. Nasir didn't know that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why he kept drinking. <laughs> I think um, I I love our character development. I, I love, and I know it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but I love, I guess I shouldn't say character development. I love our uh, player character relations. Yeah, oh, hands down. It's, Probably top notch. It's some of the best that I've ever been able to be a part of. Yeah, me too. Other than the original people I used to play with, my cousin Hunter, Dusty Paul, Cody Keys, and a few others I've started out with, this has been the best D&D group I've ever been in. That's uh I mean, it, it's a blessing, really. Like it, it is. It really is to be able to say, like, yeah. When and you know, it, at times it gets in the way uh, when people are like, "Hey, you want to hang out this Saturday or this Sunday?" And I'm like, "Oh man, I I got D and D. You know, uh, I'm busy. Five. I can hang out till till like four. I uh, do that with my friends all the time. And so, like, <laughs> at times it gets in the way. And I, I'm not gonna lie to you. There are times that I'm like, man, I just really don't want to play D and D tonight. Or like. I really don't want to play Star Wars tonight. But then I go and I play or I, you know, have you guys come here and I run a game and I'm like, I'm so glad we did that. Yeah. Like that's four hours of my life. I'll never get back. But it was four hours that well I spent. spent with my friends doing something that we all love together. Oh, exactly. And it's, it's making a good, them memories. That's yeah, right. It's a good stress reliever too. Oh like, yeah. Takes all the weight of adulting off your shoulders. Yeah. And it's, it's great. I mean, um, I, I know, I know that uh, this isn't a religion podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm a youth pastor and that's what I do. But, you know, the Bible says that you need to have people around you. Like, you can't do it by yourself. You have to have people around you that you can talk to and, mm. and you have to surround yourself with people that want the best for you. Uh, and and I think, you know, in a and d group, that's exactly what you do. Oh, yeah. It's because even if you're not... You know, if you're not actively speaking to each other outside of your D&D game, when you get to your session, there's at least an hour of downtime before you start. Oh, yeah. And then before you leave, there's at least 20 to 25 minutes that you're just talking. Yeah. We, we hang out and eat first. Yeah. And we just sit around and BS back and forth with each other. Then. Exactly. And that's the other thing is, you know, you may not realize it, but you're the, the, the weight of the world you're putting out on that table. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're getting rid of it all through the next week and you know you, you can't do it you know no. you're not paying for that therapy you're just doing it and mm-hmm. having fun and it, it's free it also recharges Minus the you. charge of everything that you have to buy yeah <laughs> but other than that it's free now it every for me it recharges me for the new week every yeah. time we play every weekend whether it's you know D or star wars it recharges me gets me ready for the new week and work and going back to reality unfortunately and it, it's right up there with hunting and fishing with me it's uh it's definitely up there like i i would think i I would say for me like the biggest stress reliever for me is just you know being at church uh yeah. but that's because of the role that i serve at church and you know the the role that christianity and faith has in my life that that's just the, the biggest stress relief for me but then second to that hands down second to that is playing rolling dice mm-hmm. pencil and paper exactly hanging out you know role playing it, it's it's a way that you can, you know, if you've had a really crappy week at work, you can, on Friday, you can say, you know what, tomorrow I get to play D&D. Yeah. Which 
if you're an adult, it's always a crappy week at work. <laughs> That's oh, right. Yeah, definitely. That's right. So every week at work, you can say, you know what? I get to play D&D this weekend. It's, it's the little things that get you through the week it and is. you realize, you know, maybe Monday. I don't like Mondays, but Saturday's coming soon enough. That's right. Uh, and uh, another thing that works for me is <laughs> recording the podcast and everything because, like, it's a time when I can come in here and I can reflect on uh, either the game that we've played or we can reflect on a game we played six months ago yeah or you know we can just hang out and just shoot the breeze do uh, some trivia about those hogs and, and <laughs> <clears throat> sucking we can you know do some trivia that me and Brittany are we really don't bad bring at. the hogs up around here that's right they're i know i know you should i, I would rather root for lsu okay and i don't even well, want to do that all right well sean's no longer allowed on the podcast <laughs> no, i'm just playing oh. sean will disappear after this podcast <laughs> I'm just so. playing. i will detonate in three seconds <laughs> Uh, but, but no, I mean like, you know, and that's, that's the main reason for this podcast is yes, just to be a stress reliever for us, but also to be a stress reliever for you, like to help you get through your week, help you get through tough times is like, just understand that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And if that light at the end of the tunnel is D and D every weekend for you, then just hold on to that, man. I mean, honestly, the best advice is if that tunnel's dark. There's a light switch on the wall. Just turn it on. Yeah, just <laughs> fill around for it. It's there. He's, prob- he's probably right. You know, you may have to fill for a little bit. Careful lighting there. the torch. There may not be a smoke alarm. That's <laughs> true. He's he's not wrong. Uh, but no, I mean, like, in all honesty, that's the reason that I'm doing this. That's the reason that, yes, to relieve stress for me, but also to help relieve stress for other people because... You know, I have the means and I feel like uh, for me driving around at work because I drive for work everywhere I go, um, listening to a podcast is a great way to like not worry about what I oh, yeah. do the rest of the day. I, I listen to it when I drive to work and when I'm at work, I'm, I work outside. So I, if I have signal, I flip it on and I listen to it. My coworkers hate it, but <laughs> I don't care. I listen to it. Oh, hands down. If I was down. able to actually have my phone out listening to something, I would definitely be listening oh, yeah. to this podcast over and over and over oh, yeah. and over. Because I get a crack at it. It cracks me up. Is that, and see, that's 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 humbling for me, too. Because, like, I, I don't think of myself as, like, a, just a hilarious person. But there are times when I can say things <laughs> that are hilarious, you know? Uh, and so hearing that it makes you laugh is it's nice it, it's humbling uh but i think having nick on really helps oh yeah, yeah. yeah nick's, nick's well, that's the thing is like once we get in like i'm terrified to get on these things but once i get on there and i'm just like i relax and it's just bleh. yeah and hopefully <clears throat> uh before too long we can uh, get some more boom mic stands so that you can actually sit back and relax and not have to lean forward and oh, I'm perfectly punch relaxed. back and some lazy that away. Nice. <laughs> have back pain for the rest of the day. Probably some chairs because I'm afraid <laughs> this one's going to fall over if I lean back. We'll, uh, we'll improve as time goes on and it'll, you know, but I, man, I just... I'm so thankful that we have the group that we have. Oh yeah, definitely. We got a really good group of people to play RPGs with. I, your dad, Barry, I love playing with him. He only plays Star Wars with us, but I love playing with him. He's he's fun to play with. He's uh, he's something else. 
He doesn't role play a lot. He likes to fight. Oh yeah, he, he's, he's a fight. silent killer. He just destroys he things. That's then, right. That's that's all. Yeah. Dad, he saved Lovaka a lot. That's yeah. like all that Dad does is just show up and blow stuff up and plays his and does it well. Game on his pad. That's the funny thing. He does it really well. Oh yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, but anyway, guys, if there's nothing else that um, we want to discuss, anything we want to bring up, anything like that, uh, I think we can call it a wrap. Unless we got anything else. Stay tuned for the updates for the one shot, and they're possibly going to be a giveaway. Don't know. Got to get with Josh on that. So stay tuned and make sure you like and share everything. And keep following us on all our social media stuff, YouTube, everything. Hit that subscribe button and get all of our updates, and there's a lot of good things coming your way. And don't forget, go shop at the Rogues Den. Show them some love. We exactly. want to see show little right. shops like that make it. They're good people, and That's right. they, brung, they brung something to this community that we really needed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, if you're if you're in the Northwest Arkansas area, check out the Rogues Den. Um, you know, if you're in the Springfield area, check out um, Metagames. If you're in the Kansas City metro area, check out Level 1 Game Shop. They're, they're in... Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's not Overland Park. It's there, like downtown Kansas City. Um, Google it. Yeah, Google it. Level One Game Shop. But but guys, thank you so much for. Um, first of all, thank you two for for coming in today, coming in like three hours early for our game session. Oh, definitely. Uh, and then just thank you guys to all the listeners. Just thank you guys so much for for making this possible. Um, because. Honestly, like even if you weren't listening, I would still be doing it just because just it's fun. Uh, and and I, you know, I'm not doing it for recognition. I'm doing it for fun as and a stress reliever. Two so. people listening to it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but anyway, uh, guys, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at uh, the Nerdcast One. Check us out on YouTube. Um, be sure to subscribe. Uh, the the most recent episodes of the podcast haven't been going on YouTube because. We don't have a camera set up right now. Uh, we will eventually. It's in the works. So go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, but then you'll have to listen to us like on Spotify, um, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Podbean, stuff like that. Uh, but we will be on YouTube before too, too much longer. Um, hopefully with some tax return money, I can get a good camera set up and get uh, get us a decent setup. But guys, check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter the nerdcast uh and we will see you in the next one peace see ya